Hi, my name is Jen Rulon, and you may know me as Coach Jen. After knocking out 15 Ironman triathlons, I am an everyday healthy human just like you. In this podcast, we will discuss how to metamorphosize into an everyday healthy human through healthy physical habits and mindsets, as well as authentic living. Let's transform together in this journey called life and become the best everyday healthy human ever. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Everyday Healthy Human Podcast. I am your host, Jen Rulon, and you may know me as Coach Jen on the gram. Well, today we're going to talk about my relationship with food, sort of my background story with food, and some tips that hopefully can help you on your own journey. I know a lot of people will resonate with this because I've talked to a lot of people about their journey with food, whether you're 50 and older, or whether you're 30 and up, or whether you're 15 and up. Because I know personally that my relationship with food started at a very young age growing up in a family that was always on a diet or they always talked about food and their weight. I love my family and they know how much I love them, but let's just share about sort of what I grew up with and just what I saw and observed as a as a girl and as a woman or as a girl growing up in a in a family that was always on a diet. And it's just part of, I mean, it was part of growing up, right? But I'm hoping that this conversation about my relationship with food can also help maybe parents that are dealing with their own daughter or a dad trying to figure out how he can help his daughter with with nutrition or food. Um, because it's a slippery slope. And I don't have kids. I have a beautiful niece. I have a nephew. And I know that that food can play a huge role for us at a very young age. So let me just share my story. And I'm hoping this will resonate with a lot of people. And I think it will because I, I've talked to a lot of people about this and I know how powerful it can be and I'm going to be very vulnerable. It started uh, with my grandma, my mom's mom. And I remember there was a picture of my grandma on the refrigerator and it was in a black and white. And I still wish I had it. My mom might still have it, but she's in this swimsuit and it's a one piece, but it's strapless, right? And she's got that little like side, like, hey, and she looks amazing. And above the photo, she wrote out diet determination. Y'all, that photo was up there for years, for as long as I can remember, for as long as they lived at that house, that photo was up the whole time. And I remember it. I remember it so well because I just remember seeing how beautiful my grandma was in that photo. But then as she aged, right, as we all age, 
I still saw the beauty in my grandma, whether she was, whether she had weight put on or whether she was, she lost weight, whatever that was, I still saw the beauty of my grandma Gaskin. And it wasn't just because of that photo of the black and white photo. It was just the beauty of my grandma, right? My grandma had such amazing grace about herself that that's something I always looked up to. Then as I got older, maybe probably like freshman in high school, I started seeing girls in high school, like talking about what they were eating, talking about being on a diet, talking about food, right? But then I also saw this in my own family. My mom was on a Weight Watchers diet. My aunts were on a weight or on diets as well. I think Weight Watchers was the very common one back in the days. And I, it, it still might be popular, I don't know. But I remember they were always on a diet. So they were always measuring or counting or whatever that was. And I remember my sophomore year in high school, here I was all, I was probably 5'7 at that time, maybe 115. I was tiny. I was thin. I was active. I was fit, right? I was active. So, I mean, I played softball. I played, I played, um, I was a cheerleader, right? I wasn't I wasn't as active as I was as I am now, but it, it's just a different active, right? I was a 15, 16-year-old girl like developing and growing and, you know, started the cycle, like all of that. Like I was growing, but I was still lean. And I remember saying to my mom, "Okay, mom, I need to go on a diet with you. I need to go on the Weight Watchers diet with you." I don't know why. It's crazy because if I look back and I've looked back at some journals that I would write out every Monday, start diet, every whatever, every Monday, maybe once a month, get back to your diet, get back to your eating, get back to your diet, get back to your diet. This was when I was in high school, y'all. And it went all the way, my journals went all the way through college years start on a diet, go work out, start on a diet, start on a diet, start it. And it was constant, you guys. It was constant, 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 constant. And I remember even talking to one of my aunts and I'm not going to name names, but, and her and I've talked about this since, since, since this moment happened to me, but we were up North where I am right now. And she said to me, well, Jenny, Yes, Jenny. Jenny, as you get older, you're just going to get fat anyways. And I'm like, oh, 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 okay. Now, as I've gotten older and 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 I remember this, that was her perception, right? That was her thought process. And it still may be. I don't know. I haven't talked to her about it recently. But that was something that I heard in my head. Now, did that shape who I am today? Mm, I don't know. I think there's a lot of factors about that, right? But I love fitness. I love what it does for me. I love how I feel. I love food. I love food because back in the days, I hated it because I was one, always on a diet. Two, I had to work out to justify my eating. And that's later on in my 
um, when I was doing triathlon. So we'll talk about that here in a bit. But I remember uh, one of my besties, Melissa Mel. We were always on a diet. It was low fat for months. It was no fat for months. And then I, we talk about this all the time. And to this day, we still laugh at it because we're like, oh my God, how silly were we? So we were going down to uh, Fort Myers, Florida. We were taking a road trip for spring break. It was five girls and we wanted to look thin. We wanted to look lean. We wanted to be that girl, right? In the bikini. And I remember I had a cup of rice a day for probably over, probably six weeks. Was wondering why I was so tired. Was wondering why I couldn't get up and get moving to go work out. I was... It was insane. It was insane. A cup of rice a day. That was what I was knocking out because I thought if I starved myself, then I would get thin, then I would get lean. One point, I started taking laxatives, which my mom doesn't know about, but now she does if she listens to this. I was taking laxatives. I would go and buy laxatives. If she had laxatives in the in her thing, I would take them and then I would go buy some and replace them for her. And I would I would know exactly how many I took out. Yeah. So I started taking laxatives. I was never a purger. I could never do that. But I remember seeing something on television about anorexia and bulimia. And I thought that I don't want that. That's not me. That's not who I am. And so I remember, um, so once again, in the college years, I was, I did that. I think that was my, it was my sophomore year in college because I was not drinking age legal, but I had an ID. I went into one bar. I was too freaked out. (laughs) I didn't even drink. (laughs) Anyways, um, And I remember going down to Fort Myers, Florida that year. I was 125 at like 5'9". And I look at pictures. I I see pictures of myself back then. And I'm like, you don't look any different, you know, than you are today. Yeah, maybe you got a few older, you got some wrinkles. Maybe you're a little bit, you know, more muscular, right? But I saw myself and I'm like, I didn't look healthy. Didn't look healthy at all. It got to a point where, like like I said, I was constantly on a diet. I was constantly looking at, okay, now it's time to take, be on a diet. Now it's time to be on a diet. And I got to a point where I, I wasn't really enjoying food. I would have pizza. I would feel guilty. I would have a burger. I would feel guilty. I would have French fries. I would feel guilty. I would have ice cream. I felt guilty. If I, I, I still remember to this day. We went to Culver's and I remember getting like a scoop of ice cream and it was the custard, right? Oh my God. I remember going back. I took some laxatives. I took, I think three or four laxatives so I could get that out of my system. Like that was the, the, that's my relationship with food. That's what I dealt with for so many years, so many years. So then all of a sudden, here we are, you know, a little bit older, a little bit wiser, I think, 
but still dealing with the food, still dealing with that, my relationship with food. Because here I would come and start training for an Ironman. I, I started doing a triathlon. I remember doing triathlons thinking and justifying being like, okay, I can have a burger now. I can have French fries. So if I would go out and do, I don't know, an hour run or I'd get ready for my marathon, I could go out drinking with my friends, right? Oh, I, I ran two hours. I'm getting ready for a marathon. I could go drinking. I can have a burger. I can have fries, which for the most part, you can because you do need to refuel your energy, right? But that was the wrong mindset, right? So then as I started doing more Ironmans and started getting very comfortable with the Ironmans and my nutrition, I started realizing, okay, Jen, you're not eating enough. You know, I really started getting, started really looking at my food as a whole. I started really tracking what I was eating. Now, could you consider that an eating disorder for for still tracking my macros? Maybe you could, but I realized I, I, for me, with the type of training I was doing, as I was not doing it Ironman to finish anymore, I was doing it Ironman to race. I knew I needed calories that I wasn't getting in beyond my swim, my bike, and my run, right? I knew I needed more protein. So I needed to start tracking at one point. I started tracking my macros. I started, and what are macros? Your carbohydrates, your fats, your proteins. Those are your macro macronutrients. Those are what you what we need to survive, right? Like I said, I'm jumping a lot because I could really talk really deeply about growing up with my relationship with food. But I think I really feel like I've moved beyond the past, which is ideal, right? That's all about the healing journey, right? And that's what I'm constantly striving to do. So let's move ahead. So I believe I remember seeing a a calculator about if you want to do well at your race, this is the weight that you need to be at. And at 5'8", because I think I've, I've shrunk, at 5'8", I needed to be 129 pounds going into my Ironman. Ironman Mont Tremblant, 2017, I was exactly 129. Ironman Mont Tremblant, 2017 is where I qualified for Kona. Everything was aligned. And I don't remember exactly what I was doing nutritionally. I don't think I had Coach Michaela at this time. I didn't. I know I didn't. But I was do I did do a good job with my nutrition. I was eating I was eating more food, but I was I wasn't doing pastas. I was doing rice. I was doing quinoa. I was doing protein. I was doing eggs. I was doing half a bagel. I was doing English muffins. Like I was eating to eat. I wasn't eating to justify why I was filling my 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 that void right i was eating to eat okay so let's move ahead to 2018 i thought to myself okay i need to lose weight i'm not liking how i'm looking i put on a little bit of weight oh that's what happened 2017 
end of 2017, I jacked my back up. Oh my God, so bad. Like so bad, like I couldn't swim, bike or run. It, it was it was brutal. And I had I had three bulging discs right now. And I still, I mean, I do. And I remember, and I put on weight, you know, because I didn't get to work out. I was on the recumbent bike. I was doing swims, but not kicking. I was only pulling. So yeah, I couldn't flip turn. Like it was bad. So I put on weight. I was getting ready for Ironman Florida in 2018. I thought, oh, I'm going back to Kona. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to do this. Yeah, I'm going back to Kona. I'm coming back with a vengeance, man. And 2018, I went on this nutrition program with uh, some with a, a, a friend uh, a, a friend of mine. And y'all, I dropped so low. I dropped so low because I cut pretty much everything. I did not cut cut alcohol, but I cut I cut bread. I cut rice out. I oh my god, I cut everything out. Everything. Y'all, I went into Ironman, Florida, the lowest I have ever in 2018, the lowest I have ever been in my life. I was 125 going into Ironman, Florida. And you could see like the bones popping out. For me at 125 at 5'8", so low, so not good. That race, I had a flat tire. You know, somebody was like, I've had, I had a lot of people give me their opinion about why I think I flatted. Well, I flatted because there was tire. But everybody's like, you look so thin. You, you don't look healthy. Do you think it's because you were too thin that you didn't perform as well? And I was like, whoa, I flat tired. Like, yeah, could there have been a lot of factors? Of course there was. I just love how people like give me their own advice. Yeah, go take care of yourself. <laughs> Seriously. Anyways, I had a lot of mansplaining out there, if you get my drift. Anyways, I was way too low, way too low for Ironman Florida. So I knew I needed to make a shift. I knew I was not healthy. It was because I cut everything out. I, I mean, it was insane, y'all. I cut everything out. And it got to a point, I'm like, what am I eating? I'm eating like a bird. And here I am training for an Ironman once again. So moving forward, I I reached out to Bobby or Bobby Smith was a, a, a coach for me and uh, we, be, we developed a great relationship. But then him and his wife, uh, Michaela, and I developed even a stronger relationship and we still have an amazing relationship to this day. Michaela, oh, Michaela was is and was my food angel because Michaela taught me to love food again. And the reason why I say this is because, yes, I do macro counting with her. We count macros and I'll, I'll keep you all posted because she's got a lot of um, programs out there that I'm happy to plug and share because I think Michaela has such an amazing relationship with food and she taught me how to have an amazing relationship with food now. Have, do I still go back to my old ways? 100%. I still have some, sometimes my little issues. I'm like, oh my God, I've had how much fudge? 
<laughs> but if it if, if it's in my macros, I'm going to eat my fudge, right? Or whatever that might be, especially if I'm up north, right? But Michaela taught me how to love food again. It taught me to enjoy a cinnamon roll or a half a cinnamon roll. It taught me to enjoy English muffin or a bagel. It taught me like she, oh, I, I can't, I can't tell you how much Michaela helped me. Michaela and I started working together in 2019 and going into Ironman, Florida, 2019. We all know that story. If you don't go back to episode, oh gosh, it's my aha moment of forgetting or being done with Ironmans. But I was 129. I went into Ironman, Florida, had the best race of my life. I called it quits. I was done. I did everything I needed to do. And I was, oh, I was, my nutrition was spot on. Like my macros were, I was eating the right amount. I was eating the right foods. I was eating everything. I even cut alcohol at that time. So Michaela really taught me a lot about my relationship with food. Now, moving forward, do I still work with Michaela? Yes. Sometimes we'll go back and forth. Sometimes it will be, you know, I'll I'll step away for six months and then I'll head back and be like, hey, I just need some accountability more than anything, right? Could you say that's still an eating disorder? Maybe, but that's not for you to decide. That's for me to decide. For me to count my macros on my phone, on my fitness pail, helps, keeps me accountable to make sure that I am eating enough. Y'all, if I don't count my macros, it's because I don't eat enough. I'm not sitting there grabbing chips or grabbing ice cream every day or like fast food every day. That's not who I am. I get to a point with my relationship with food is that I'm not eating enough or I'll get so busy that I'll be like, oh, I got to eat. It's three o'clock in the afternoon. So when I talk about my relationship with food now, it's more about keeping myself accountable and making sure I'm eating enough because protein's a bad, like I don't get enough protein if I don't count. But now, so let's talk a little bit about some tips that I want to share with you that could technically help you with your own relationship with food. Because this might be we, I might have more conversations about this. And, and if you guys ask me questions, I might have to do a quick like five-minute podcast or whatever that might be. But this is what I want to share with you about what I have learned about my relationship with food moving forward and moving ahead as we age and as we want to be the, become the best version of ourselves, right? Number one, what helps me is that I am a creature of habit. I will eat the same thing over and over and over and over until I get absolutely sick of it. And you'll see that on my Instagram stories. I'll be like, oh my God, you guys, I cannot eat eggs anymore. Like, I need your help. Like, where do I get that protein, right? So, for example, every morning, half a bagel or an English muffin, peanut butter, three eggs, two eggs, uh, one egg white, 
and an apple or a piece of fruit. That is my ongoing breakfast. Sometimes I'll do some protein pancakes. Yeah. Or whatever that might be, right? I will keep it simple. I create, uh, so I'll, or, so going back to the creature of habit, that's number one. I, for food, for dinner, I will do rice, um, meat, whether it's burger or whether it's ground beef, a burger. I'll do turkey, ground, ground turkey when I'm here in the States. I'll do pork and chicken. And then I'll do a, uh, some type of vegetables, whether it's cucumber or pepper. Now, for me, I don't eat a lot of salads because uh, salad lettuce goes really fast. Um, it does not go fast for me, right? I don't eat it quick enough. So I'll just do like a pepper or cucumber and rice and almost like do like a little um, rice bowl. Sometimes I'll add some beans to it. You know, I'm in Costa Rica for the most part, right? And then, uh, yeah, so I'm a creature of habit. Lunch is, it varies. Sometimes I'll do a big bowl of granola and yogurt and whey protein. Sometimes I'll do that for my dessert at night. Um, but I usually do some type of meat or lunch meat or chicken. But once again, I am a creature of habit. I will eat the same thing over and over. Number two. When I sit down, so tip number two, when I sit down, I will look at my plate. I will be like, where's my carbohydrates? Where's my protein? Where's my fat? So if you look at my breakfast, okay, I got fat with my eggs and my peanut butter. I got carbohydrates in the uh, the fruit and the bread, whatever that bread might be. I'm not celiac, so I'm not gluten sensitive. And then where's my protein? Where's my protein? It's in my eggs, Right. I'll do that same thing when I look at lunch, when I look at dinner, and when I look at my snacks. Tip number three, keep it simple. Oh my God, keep it simple. I am not a cook. I am not a cook, but I am all about the basics, right? Basic food, like where's my protein? I, I got I got a burger, I got meat, whatever that might be, right? Chicken, if you are vegan, oh, sorry, I don't know much about that. Uh, I apologize. I don't know much about that because of, um, I'm not vegan. So you'll have to do some more research. But if you have any questions, I do have a blog I will post about um, vegan triathletes. So I, I will post and that's from experience from my my vegan triathletes that I used to coach. So I'll post that link below about the vegan. I keep my food super simple, super simple. And then my last tip for you is When you wake up, I want you to grab a 32 ounce of water and I want you to chug it. I want room temperature, add a little bit of lemon or lime, whatever that might be. Maybe add a little bit of salt. Drink that 32 ounce of water before you even grab that first cup of coffee. So I feel like you know, for I was fasted for eight hours. If I can get that water in me, it almost flushes everything out. And there's been there's been research about about drinking water before you take that first cup of coffee. And I'm telling you, my coffee and my food, I don't know if this is a placebo effect, but it tastes better. It feels better in my system because I just got a whole bunch of water in my body. Um, and I'm just trying to, you know, just flush it out, just like just trying to hydrate myself, right? Especially because um, I think we're in a constant state of dehydration. 
So if you could start your day off with that 32 ounce of water, I highly recommend it. So I'm going to wrap this up, but just remember, we all have a story when it comes to food. And I want you to understand that we all go through something, right? So if you're here trying to tell me how I should feel or how I should eat or what I should do, I don't want that, right? If you're going to start doing that towards somebody, think about before you start giving advice, before you start mansplaining or whatever that might be. Because sometimes as a coach, I will start coaching when they haven't been asked. So I have to be mindful. I get it. I get it. But just remember that everybody's got a story when it comes to their relationship with food. And you may not know that story. So when people are asking you maybe about nutrition or how you do it, just just say, this is what I've done. This is what I've dealt with. You may be different because we all, all are we all are different. If you are struggling with the nutrition piece when it comes to being an everyday healthy human, please reach out to me. You know where to find me, Jen at JenRulon.com. I can help you in the right direction. I am currently working on my precision nutrition certification. So I will be able to add that to my repertoire of what's of of being being a coach on the nutrition piece. If you are looking for accountability and a group, then we could I could definitely connect you with Michaela because she is my angel when it comes to my relationship with food. But just remember the five tips or the four tips that I that I shared with you. It's okay to be a creature of habit. If you eat the same thing over and over, it's okay. It's okay. Number two, look when you look at your food, where's your carbohydrates, where's your fats, where's your proteins, right? Ask yourself that. Number three, keep it simple. Keep it simple. You don't have to have a grand overzealous menu. It's okay. Once again, where's your carbohydrates? Where's your fats? Where's your protein? Big advocate of rice, beans, meat for my dinners, eggs, bread, fruit, whatever that might be. And then lunch is like smorgasbord, right? And then number four is try to drink 32 ounces of water with lemon or lime or lemon and, and a little bit of salt before you hit that first cup of coffee because it's just flushing out that system. Once again, there's been a lot of research about that. So those are the four tips that I I want to share with you that I've learned over the years with my relationship with food. And guess what? You don't need to justify why you are eating something that you are eating to anybody, even to yourself. I think I'll end it on that note. If you are loving the Everyday Healthy Human podcast, you know what to do. Give me that five-star rating, make a comment, share with your friends. And if this podcast resonates to you and you want to know more about food and how and maybe get Michaela on or maybe get other people on about their relationship with food, send me a message. I'd be happy to share 
uh, more with y'all because I think this is a big topic for a lot of us, whether you're 15, whether you're 25, 35, and soon to be 52. I think we all deal with it. So, but that's it. Have an amazing day. And you know what I say, Pure Vita, y'all. <laughs>